This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending July 2nd of 2022, why inflation appears to be slowing, what the GDP says about a potential recession, and the latest reports on rent growth. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. Let's begin with economic news from the past week and the rate of inflation that appears to have slowed a bit. The Personal Consumption Index, or PCI, was up 0.6% in May with a yearly rate that was unchanged at 6.3%. But the core rate was down slightly. The core rate doesn't include prices for food or fuel, and the yearly rate for that dropped from 4.9% in April to 4.7% in May. The Federal Reserve feels that PCI is more accurate than the Consumer Price Index, or CPI, because the PCI factors in more variables, such as changes in consumer behavior. And it's now official. The economy shrank 1.6% in the first quarter, and the Atlanta Federal Reserve is forecasting a negative reading for the second quarter as well. The Atlanta Fed GDP Now tracker indicates that the economy shrank 1% in Q2. Two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth is interpreted as a recession. But MarketWatch reports that some economists are forecasting growth in the second quarter. We won't have the official reading until the end of the month. As concerns mount about a long-lasting recession, there are now predictions that the Fed will be cutting rates next year, not raising them. CNBC reports that most analysts expect the Fed to continue hiking rates until the end of next year. But Global Chief Economist at Unicredit, Eric Nielsen, told CNBC, Can you really hike interest rates into a recession even if inflation is high? Now that would be unusual. Michael Yoshikama of Destination Wealth Management also feels that the Fed will reverse its course and cut rates by the end of this year. Predictions are all over the map these days. The president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland, Loretta Mester, expects growth to slow but doesn't expect to see a recession. ARK Invest CEO Kathy Wood told CNBC that the U.S. is already in a recession. Initial jobless claims were down by about 2,000 last week, to a total of 231,000. But the four-week average is slightly higher. Continuing claims have continued to fall and are now back to pre-pandemic levels. MarketWatch economists feel that layoffs may remain low because companies have already had a tough time filling positions and don't want to let anyone go. So in my opinion, you don't have a recession if you have so many job openings like we do today. If you want to know more about my personal thoughts on that, I sometimes share them on my Instagram, which is at Kathy Fetke. While pending home sales have rebounded somewhat, the National Association of Realtors says they were up 0.7% in May after six months of declines. But there are still challenges ahead for the housing market. NARS Chief Economist Lawrence Yun says, despite a small gain in pending sales from the prior month, the housing market is clearly undergoing a transition. He says contract signings are down sizably from a year ago because of much higher mortgage rates. Year over year, they're down 13%. But that doesn't seem to be affecting home prices because they're up again. The S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller 20-City Index shows a 21% year-over-year increase in April. That's up from 21% in March. The Federal Housing Finance Agency reports a slightly lower rate of growth. It says that home price growth is up 18% year-over-year. Construction spending was down slightly in May, but remained the same for new single-family and multifamily homes. And consumer confidence hit a 16-month low in June due to concerns about the economy, high prices, 
and the possibility of recession. I do want to remind you that the S&P CoreLogic K-Shiller 20 City Index is delayed because it shows data from a few months ago. And if we're looking at data from April, well, we know that things have changed a lot since then. So just keep that in mind when you hear the CoreLogic numbers. The rise in mortgage rates took a break last week. Freddie Mac says the average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage fell 11 basis points to 5.7%. The 15-year dropped 9 points to 4.8%. And in other news making headlines, a new study shows that a typical home buyer has lost more than $100,000 in purchasing power because of these high interest rates. Redfin says that a home buyer that can afford $2,500 a month in mortgage payments can only buy a home worth about $400,000 right now which is $120,000 less than they could have at the end of last year. For someone who can afford $3,500 a month, the budget cut is more like $165,000. Redfin's chief economist, Daryl Fairweather, says many house hunters now need to consider smaller homes, perhaps farther from their ideal neighborhood, or stick to renting if they're priced out of the market altogether. And because of that, rents continue to rise across the country, but the pace is slowing down. The latest report from CoreLogic shows that single-family rents continue to move higher. The year-over-year rate in April was 14%. That's more than double what it was in April of last year. And CoreLogic economist Molly Bessel doesn't see it slowing down anytime soon. She says, We expect single-family rent growth to continue to increase at a rapid pace throughout 2022. A new report from Apartment List shows similar rent growth for apartments. The year-over-year increase for July is 14%, but the report says that apartment rent is slowing down. It was 17% year-over-year at the beginning of the year. Well, that's it for today. Check the show notes for links. And remember, you can always find out more about how changes in the economy are impacting real estate by listening to one of my recent webinars. It's called The Changing Tides of 2022, How to Prepare as a Real Estate Investor. You'll find the webinar under the Learn tab on our website at newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fedke. Thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.